So election night Monday, uh, it all got done in the end, and I think that's the important thing to remember. Um, if you followed politics in this province for any length of time, you can remember election night often being over almost as soon as it started, right? You'd have this big coverage plan and everything, and then you'd sit down behind the desk, you'd get ready to go, and boom, we'd have the results, and it would be done in 15 minutes. Um, not this time. Not this time. Not the last few times, actually. We've had some really close races, and it's taken a lot longer. Um, Monday night, of course, polls closed 8 p.m. The numbers started to trickle in literally trickle in. In some cases, we were reporting ridings with two votes. Two. Like Martha and Henry had stopped off, cast their ballots, and that's all we could tell you so far. That was all we had. Um, at 9.30, Graham Thompson, a longtime political columnist in this province, tweeted out that we were 90 minutes past the polls closing, and we had 65,000 votes reported. That's it, right? We had an eligible voter pool of two and a half million, I believe. We had 65,000 reported at that point. So, what happened? Everyone started speculating on Twitter as they do. But let's get the official response here because um, I think it went the way that it was maybe not supposed to, but the way it usually does. Let's find out. We're going to chat with Robin Bell, who is a spokesperson with Elections Alberta. Robin, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Robin, oh, hang on. Aunt. This is my fault. I didn't turn on the button. Hi. Sorry, Robin. Go ahead. Hi, thanks for having me this morning. So I guess, why don't we just start? The rate of return, right? And, and you're well aware of this. I've, I've heard you talking about it. The speed at which the numbers got reported, is that what was expected? Are you satisfied with what went on on Monday night? You know, it's like you said uh, when you, you know, introduced me. The important thing to remember is that all votes were counted on election night. Um, and, you know, it really did go according to plan, even if you know, it did happen a little bit slower than than people expected it to. Um, in terms of the process, so let, let, let's just go through how the two different kinds of ballots work. First of all, advanced polling, we know that you could vote anywhere in the province up until Saturday. Once Saturday was over, what happened? Because those votes were tabulated through a machine, I understand. So just walk us through the process of when the vote was cast, what was done with it, and when they were reported. Yeah, absolutely. So advanced voting closed on Saturday evening at 8 p.m., but we didn't begin counting those ballots uh, ballots until uh, Election Day voting closed at 8 p.m. on May 29th. So at that time, all of the tabulators have been transported to the returning office in their electoral division. Uh, so the returning officers are turning them on, powering them up. Uh, but the important thing to remember here is that one of the safeguards that we have in place for tabulators is that they're never connected to a network. And that holds true after voting has completed as well. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, we can't just hit upload and see the results instantly. <laughs> um, it is still a bit of a manual process printing off the results tape, uh, going through a verification process, and then entering those results manually onto the statement of the vote and into the results database. Gotcha. Okay. And and the important qualifier there is that's not done until polls close. That is treated just like any other vote then? Yeah, it's precisely. Okay. Now, the election day voting, those are done differently. There's no tabulators. They're counted by hand, but again, doesn't start until the polls close. So what's the process for all the votes on election day? How are they handled, counted, and then how are they reported? Yeah, so those are counted by hand uh, by the election officers in the voting places. Uh, so like you said, that doesn't happen until uh, voting closes at 8 p.m. And electoral divisions can't begin reporting results until all voting places in that division have closed. And so part of the initial delay 
was that uh, some voting places had to remain open to accommodate long lineups of people wanting to to cast their ballot. And so, you know, none of the voting places in that division can start reporting until all of them have closed. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So when we saw the reports coming in, a lot of people were like, how are we getting one vote? How are we getting two votes reporting? I mean, what's going on? That was primarily just because of advanced voting, right? Like if if you, and uh, David Aiken explained it on TV, if you were from Red Deer, but you happened to be in Edmonton for the weekend and stopped by and cast the ballot at an advanced polling station, you may be the only person from Red Deer that did go to that polling station. Mm-hmm. That's how you get the one vote, right? Yeah, so it it comes down to those vote anywhere ballots. So as the returning officers are uh, verifying the results uh, for those ballots, they're not just verifying results in their electoral division. They can be doing it for multiple divisions. And, you know, there's 349 candidates. So that process, it just takes some time. So that did account for kind of the slow trickle of results. Um, What about recounts? Now, what's the um, automatic recount triggering? It's 100 votes, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So there were two divisions that had uh, 100 votes or less between the winning candidate and the runner-up. That was Calgary Acadia and Calgary Glenmore. So we'll be automatically doing a recount over the next 10 days of those two divisions. Um, What about the other ones? Because there's some very, very close ridings, especially in Calgary Mm -hmm. primarily. Those have to be requested by the candidates. What's the process for getting recounts started there? They do. So right now we're in the process of producing the official results. We'll have those on June 8th. And then after that, we enter an eight-day period where candidates or their agents can request a judicial recount. And that needs to go through an application to the court of the King's Bench. So they will have an opportunity to do that. They'll just have to wait for the official results to be released first. Do you know off the top of your head if there's been an instance where uh, an election night result has been overturned by recount? You know what? I don't know that. Neither, I can't think of one either. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to ask you, and you mentioned it earlier, and I know you keep, there's things that you keep talking about, and, and, and I apologize that you have to, not that it's my fault, mm-hmm. but I know where it's coming from. Uh, the, there's the talk, there's the, the conspiracy theories, the nonsense on social media about election integrity and all the rest of it. How conscious are you as an agency and as an organization of that? I mean, it impacts what you do. So does that come into the process? Could that cause delays? Do you have to do things differently in light of that? Yeah, you know, the integrity of the process is really of utmost importance to us, and and we do take that into consideration. That's why we have the safeguards in place that we do for uh, the tabulators and and why we go through all the processes that we do, uh, the verification processes. Um, And really, it's about prioritizing the accuracy of the votes over the speed of it. And so, you know, we know that people are really uh, eager to hear the results and, and they care about the results deeply. Um, but we just need to take those steps to make sure that we're reporting accurately. Um, in terms of where we might go from here, will anything be changed as a result of what happened on Monday? Or, hey, that's just the process. That's how it works. It's possible. You know, the process that we went through this year was different than in 2019. Uh, in that election, you may recall that the Vote Anywhere ballots were transported to elections yeah. over a headquarters. The central location, yeah. Uh, Yeah, and that resulted in a three-day delay in in reporting. And so that's what resulted in this change for this year. Um, And after every election, we have the opportunity to conduct a review of how things went, what went well, and what maybe didn't go so well, uh, and and suggest changes for the next provincial 
general election. Uh, and that will be reviewed by the Legislative Assembly. They'll also have an opportunity to put forward recommendations based on their own experiences. And so we could see a different process in the next election. Uh, what about advancements? I mean, a lot of people on the text line, I, I don't know if it can happen in the current political climate that we live in, but online voting, I mean, just it's 2023, for goodness sake. We bank online. We do all kinds of things online. We don't vote online. I mean, is that something you've explored, you've looked at, considered? Is that a possibility in the future? You know what? That's a hard one to speculate on. Um I, I think you have to keep in mind that we do have to maintain the integrity of the process and make sure that we can, uh, you know, that we have control of where votes are coming from, how many times people are voting, yeah. um, they should have voted once. Um, so, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's impossible that it would never happen, um, but right now, uh, to my knowledge, it's not on the radar. Okay. Robin, uh, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate your time.